getting your message in front of the right reader is just as important for your business's social media pages as it is for any other kind of marketing you do. Why? Because social media is where people go to be entertained, get information, and yes, to break from boredom. You could think of it as a well-stocked 24-7 pond of prospects. So what's the problem? Well, for one thing, if you as a business owner don't know who your ideal customer is on social platforms, then how can you be sure your posts and ads are grabbing their attention? And number two, as much as it pains me to tell you, your target audience is not everyone. Stay tuned, listener, because in this episode, we'll explain why knowing who your target market is can not only help you focus your messaging across omni-channels, it can help you speak to the social media audience that's most likely to become your customers. Welcome to Sticky Brand Lab Podcast, where we bridge the gap between knowledge and action by providing you with helpful information, tips, and tools from entrepreneurs and other experts so you can quickly and easily jumpstart your side business. We're your hosts. I'm Nola Boyer, and this is my co-host, Lori Vida. Hi. Hello there, Nola. How are you doing? Super. <laughs> I'm very excited about today's episode. I'm like clapping my little hands here. <laughs> I know. Why is that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I know I say that I'm very excited to talk about almost every episode, the topic that yeah. we're talking about. But today in particular, two part. One, because this is a personal pet peeve of mine. And two, <laughs> because I think creating messaging for a target audience is something that people say they understand. But when you really look at the actual messaging that's out there, it's clear that they don't really understand how to put that into action. Would you agree? Do you have different thoughts about that? No, I agree. And I think that really for your social media content and actually for any content for that matter, whether it be social media posts or email marketing or blog posts or anything like that, in order to move that audience, your prospects along your funnel so that you can end up generating those sales, that's their ultimate goal, your content has to be pertinent and beneficial to those prospects. And that is really the key to understanding who your target audience is. 100% agree. Just to help listeners kind of get an idea of what we mean and why I say it's an easy concept, hard to put into practice, I want you to play along a little game with me, if you will. Nola, you okay with that? I think so. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> well, the idea here is that there's a difference between who could benefit from your product and the way that you communicate that. So I think in general, people would agree water I'll use this one, is beneficial no matter who gets it. We all need water. Mm -hmm. But how you write a message or how you communicate its importance looks different to the audience member. So you have a cat. I have a dog. Yeah. If you were to think of trying to communicate the importance of getting water to an animal, how would you go about doing that? Ooh, well, I would fill up her bowl with water and then I would call her, come here, Telly, Wally, and then I'd make her my little, come here. <laughs> she yeah. may not understand water when I say, come get your water, but she understands the tone of voice and my little sounds. So that's 
Good. How I would communicate. Good example there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> continue to play along with me now. All you've right. got water and you need to communicate its importance. This target audience is a toddler. So this toddler <laughs> has a few basic words, not maybe complete sentences yet, but you want them to drink because water's healthy <laughs> for the toddler. So how do you communicate that importance to a toddler? I would put water in this toddler's favorite sippy cup and go, sippy cup. <laughs> great, great example. Great example. Okay. Now, the next one, how would you communicate to an elderly person hmm. and significantly elderly person that they need to get more intake of water? Okay. So being like respectful toward a grandmother or something, maybe Grandma, can I put some ice in your water? Surely you must be really thirsty. It must be parched. Here, let me get this for you. So the reason I pointed out the elderly person is because it got me thinking of my own grandmother when she was alive and in her late 90s, she really didn't like the taste of water and the way to get her to drink more water was to put one of those flavor packets in it. Mm -hmm just changed it for her. It had a little fruitiness to it, not a lot of sugar, but it encouraged her to drink. And mm -hmm. the point here is that you adjusted not only your messaging, but also your tone of voice, your playfulness. Yeah. If somebody were to record you, they would see that there was a visual action. What you did for your animal, for a toddler, for the elderly person looked different. How you mm -hmm. approached them sounded different. So those are all ways that the concept of adjusting your messaging to a target person or a target audience looks different. Well, that makes complete sense. It was an extreme example, but I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. When you hear it in action, mm -hmm. it makes a lot more sense than just saying you have to adjust your messaging. Yep. What does that actually look like, sound like? How do you do it? And yes, we are talking today about social media and attracting your ideal audience on social platforms so that you can create the messaging that resonates with your particular audience. But just so you know, the steps that we're talking about today really aren't limited only to social media. They can really apply to all your businesses marketing in general. Wouldn't you agree, Lori? Yes. And in this case, my and is a capital A-N-D. <laughs> because I think the important thing to keep in mind, especially as an aspiring entrepreneur or new business owner, is that your customer base is going to change as your business grows. And so you're going to want to adjust your messaging Keep in mind that your ideal audience may look slightly different also across different platforms as well. And when we talk social, a lot of times people don't consider social as LinkedIn, for example. Oh. The way that you would talk to somebody on LinkedIn is going to look different than the way you might talk to somebody on Facebook, might look different than the way that you would communicate on YouTube versus on an audio. Absolutely. Now, before we get into the how of understanding and attracting your target audience, we want to talk about why it's important, specifically on social platforms, because we don't want you, listener, to dismiss or minimize the overarching significance of digital platforms like social media, particularly if you've been thinking about like not using it or not being on social media, because there are certainly plenty of stories out there how people say, oh, social media is such a waste. It didn't work for me. So we want to tell you 
you, it's important to think about. But by the same token, we don't want you to put crucial energy behind social media marketing if your message is only going to dissipate into the ether because it's not truly targeted. So with that being said, here's some thoughts about why you want to really think about how understanding and attracting your audience is so important, especially on social platforms. And before we go take that deep dive, just let me make a few points here. First, online platforms can help you build your thought leadership, your subject matter expertise authority, so to speak, by increasing traffic to your website, by driving new customers to your business, both online and offline. That's a really good point, Nola. And we have a full episode that's coming up in the near future on how to use social media to actually drive traffic to your website. So we're going to be talking about that in more detail. I'm so glad because we can totally fill one whole episode just on that. Well, the second thought before we dive in is that customers have become more and more discerning about the products and services they buy which means it's more important than ever for your business brand to think about its messaging, especially this year. So if you don't know or understand your audience, you can't do this successfully. You need to learn how to target and message to your audience. Third, the reason why this topic is important at this time is because social media is changing constantly. I mean, if you're reading about social media and that article was three, four years old or even maybe a year old, things could be different. And you as an entrepreneur are wearing many hats and trying to keep tabs on things already. So part of our goal with this podcast is to be on top of the trends and help you plan for and take advantage of all of these new developments. And we'll be talking about some of those today. But last but not least, it's important to know that social media marketing is a crucial part of running and managing an overarching digital marketing campaign. It's part of digital marketing and your outreach is not going to be successful if your message does not resonate with your target audience. So it all ties together. It sure does. You've explained the why. I want to take a moment (laughs) here to talk about the importance of knowing your ideal customer and a target audience. Those aren't necessarily the same thing. A target audience you could think about as a large pool. And within that pool are your ideal customers. But when you're creating messaging, you really want your messaging to resonate with each customer. So a common mistake I see, and I know that you and I have talked about this, that small business owners make in creating content is that it's too broad, too general to be of any interest to the reader. In 2009, I first started working with a Fortune 100 company that was implementing or piloting their social media platform. And at that time, people would often say, if you commented to a customer or a client or listener, reader, whatever, that it would get into their newsfeed and their newsfeed would be shared with their friends and so on and so forth. Today, we are bombarded with information Mm -hmm. online and offline. And so readers, myself included, We can tell on the headline if it captures our attention in that first sentence. So we've really become discerning because we have no choice 
but become discerning. There's too much information out there. And that's part of the problem. If your information isn't relevant to the reader or the user, you're not going to get any traction. You're not going to get any engagement, which leads to problem two, lack of engagement. Search engines Mm -hmm. don't prioritize your content in general, but that also is the same on those algorithms picking up that engagement piece on the various platforms. So your platform won't get any lift. And the only way it'll get list is if you pay for it. So if you're trying to get organic, you really need your messaging to resonate. Yes, because according to industry trends, that engagement is an increasingly crucial component of any social media strategy. You bring up an excellent point here. And I could have added that as a third problem that you and I see is that people don't have a social media strategy. They don't have (laughs) an online strategy. They don't have a marketing strategy. And just like we're talking about making your content relevant to the person you're talking to, the best way to do that is through the various types of strategies that communicate on the different platforms and the different modalities. And I know, listener, we've said this before, but we actually have some upcoming podcasts specifically targeting (laughs) strategies to help you get going on that. Well, moving on, when we're referring to, say, targeting our ideal customer, let's just talk about what we mean by that. There is a difference between your target audience and your actual customer. You mentioned that already. Sometimes they're different. It's when you can study your customers that you find out your real target audience. So when you think about the people who actually purchase from you, can you find out and identify what they have in common? Because then you can start to really paint a picture of your target audience. And when we talk about looking to see what your buying customers have in common, what we mean is things like demographics, behaviors, their wants, needs, pain points, things like that. And again, keep in mind, you can sell to everyone. Let's say you are selling water. (laughs) You can sell to everyone, but you can't target everyone with all of your social content. You can't speak directly to your best potential customers if you're trying to speak to their kids, their parents, spouses, and colleagues at the same time. And this is the reason we can't stress enough why your marketing and messaging need to be for your target audience. What if you're a new business or you haven't even launched yet and you don't know who your customer pool is? You have an idea in your head, but you don't have those insights. You're too small to know what those commonalities are. What's your recommendation there, Nola? That is a really good point because your data researchers would tell you you need a thousand records before you can really declare a trend. So it's okay. What you would do then is Take a big, fat, hairy, wild guess. Well, yeah, so maybe not so hairy. But anyway, what I'm talking about is you envision who 
your product or service is targeting and you create a persona as your guide. So really, it's like setting out the hypothesis so that as you get customers and engagement, you can now start comparing. So for those who aren't familiar with the persona, it's a profile description that represents your ideal customer. And it includes things like their goals, their needs, their behaviors, and their motivation behind why they make a purchase. And again, you're going to use your imagination. You're going to develop a persona. This is a fake person (laughs) that you're targeting. You do not know yet if they're your buyer, but this is the person you're talking to. And that's where you begin. We do this at least once a year to create content for our podcast. So we know who we're talking to. And over the years, we've adjusted it a little bit. So it's very helpful. And it's over time that you can gather enough data from your customers and your audience engagement to start to get a picture of your reality versus your persona. But you got to start from somewhere. I would like to add here, though, that just be careful because sometimes your social media audience is not always your paying customer base. If generating sales is your goal, and sometimes it's awareness, not necessarily sales, Mm -hmm. just be sure you want to have a way to track the business that's coming in from your social media so that you can gauge the effectiveness of your strategy. And you can also confirm that these are indeed your ideal customers because there can sometimes be a difference between the audience you target, that persona that you're targeting, and the audience that actually shows up and the audience that actually engages. And then there can be a difference between the audience that engages and those that actually go on to make that purchase. So it's important to know all of those. Would you add anything? Yeah, I would add a couple of things. When you mentioned that every year we look at our own persona and we adjust our messaging to fit that new ideal, what we have learned is who shows up, who reaches out to us. So we've modified that way. When you're doing a persona, and we do this in great detail in agency work, you can get very, very granular. But We're not saying to get granular. We're saying do a large kind of overarching. When you and I did it this year, we gave her a name and we included (laughs) an age for her and we included what stage of life that she was in. So we modified in order to get narrower for that purpose. I think something else that you want to keep in mind, and this came up in a consultation that you and I recently did with a client in which we asked who's showing up on your social platforms and she didn't know. And that's an indication, not just of her, many people Mm -hmm. don't look at the insights on social media. They don't even know that they can check social media insights. Many people don't know that Google Analytics can be put into your website for free and can tell you a lot of information about who's coming from where and what regions and what they look like. So if you're not looking at those insights, you should do this regularly is what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. And it's important that it's not just insights on your social media, But you look at, like you said, from your email as well, you had said website. So that way you can put all the bad information together to get a bigger picture. Good point. How do you find your social media 
target audience? Well, you start by doing research on your actual engaged audience or your customers, but let's say you're just starting out, okay? The goal is to narrow your focus while expanding your reach. And there are four ways to conduct research, or at least four ways to develop that body of research. And one is to look at the demographics. And when we're considering demographics, here's some of the things you look for. Think about not only age, but ages and stages. So ages, think of generational like boomers versus Gen X, Gen Y, also known as millennials or Gen Z, which is the millennials (laughs) kids, believe it or not. Freaky on that one, right? But you bring up a really good point because I was talking with a millennial Mm -hmm. and one of her pet peeves is that boomers often throw out millennials when they're actually talking about Gen Z. So just to illustrate this, this kind of blows your mind. Millennials right now are that age range of 26 to 41. If you're really talking about a Gen Z, you're talking about somebody who's age 18 to 25. Mm. So the way that you talk to someone in their 30s, late 30s, early 40s is going to be very different than the way that you would talk to somebody who's just starting college. Exactly. Cat versus grandma. Anyway, the other part of demographics is looking, like I said, ages and stages. Stages refer to your stage of life. For example, my mom had children later in life. So she had toddlers about the same time that 25-year-olds might have had toddlers. So in that case, you would think if you only went by ages that they would have nothing in common. But because they were in the same stage of life, they had much in common. So you want to find out if your audience is composed of, are they all college students? Are they primarily parents, new parents, parents of teens? Because just being parents is a huge gamut as well. Are they empty nesters? Are they retirees? So you can kind of just think, go through the life cycle. (laughs) Where are they at? Another thing is location. That includes time zone. If you have a global reach, that's certainly something you want to think about. Because if you want to make sure your posts and your emails, that they're reaching people at an hour when they're most likely to be on social media or reading their emails. This is one of my pet peeves, (laughs) by the way, because I think if I get a business like B2B email Mm -hmm. on the weekend or midnight my time or 5 a.m. my time, Mm -hmm. I know that sender isn't really communicating with me. They're just doing a blast. And I'm just one of hundreds, thousands or whatever. So I don't really feel like that person knows who is in their pool and I'm not interested in getting to know them either. Right. Well, very good. And another part of looking at demographics is their language. First of all, don't assume it's your language such as English. I mean, Spanish is a very, is a second language here. And especially if you have a global reach, that's something to think about. But when we discuss that, we realize it's not just about speaking the same primary national language. There's vernacular that we're talking about. For example, there's the soda versus the pop. Mm-hmm. And you were yep. mentioning the sneakers tennis ver- shoes. versus tennis yeah. shoes, depending on where you're at in the nation of, we're talking here, the United States. 
Yeah. Some people would say athletic shoes. Some would say gym shoes, runners, Mm -hmm. trainers. I think more out of the United States, you hear that. So different areas, Mm -hmm. different locales are going to respond. If they feel like you know who they are, you would be using that vernacular that resonates with them. Yep. Another is what does your audience like to do? What are their interests? And we're not just talking about hobbies. It's what other businesses do they interact with as well. Also consider what challenges they face. What are the pain points that your social media audience is trying to fix? Because when you can identify those pain points, you can then discuss in your messaging the benefits of your product or service and how those address and alleviate those pain points. A second way to find out who your audience is, is to look at your competition. When we're developing marketing plans, we're doing a competitive analysis. Mm -hmm. That's the similar way to do that. You can do that on social media, different platforms. You can also just do that in a Google search. The reason here that you want to look at your competition on social platforms is you want to see what works for them in engaging their audience. Mm -hmm. This can be particularly helpful if you don't have a loyal customer base yet. Mm. So you can get a sense of, does your competition talk to the same people that you want to talk to, or does your competition miss talking to certain demographics that you could then fill in that gap for? But what you can learn from your competition also includes what works with their audience? How is their audience engaging? And I think when we were talking before about the different ways to communicate water and the different audiences, the examples that you gave, you adjusted your messaging for auditory, for nonverbal, for verbal, for elderly. Mm -hmm. So that whole thing, you can get a lot of information by spying. So go spy (laughs) on your competition. Go spy on them. But the third way is really research and try to uncover information that allows you to create value for your audience through your social channels. To do that, you consider the following questions. What are the barriers that keep your prospect from making a purchase? How can you help them overcome these barriers? Where are your followers at in their buying journey? Now, if you want to know more about the buying journey, we did six episode series on the five steps of our buying journey. So in any case, figure out where they're at in the buying journey. Are they in the researching stage of the buying journey or are they ready to buy? It's good to know because knowing that will allow you to know how to talk to them. Also, what motivates them? And you can find this out from customer testimonials, whether they engage in free trials, first-time purchaser discounts, or discount sales. So you're looking at the engagement, finding out what best motivates them to make those purchases. All really, really important points. Our final point here is what kind of content does your audience tend to engage with? Now, one of the things that we're going to be bringing up in an upcoming episode is really looking at that much more in depth because the audience on different platforms responds differently Mm -hmm. to different types of content. And by content, what we're referring to here is edutainment. So this is where you kind of disguise informative, educational information in an entertaining kind of way. You see this a lot with videos or those kind of cartoon, not just memes, but... Yeah, animated. 
animated. So it gives them factual information, but it delivers it in a format that's more entertaining. And I mentioned memes. Contests are another good one. Open-ended questions, surveys where people can check things off. You could develop material that's for a download. So you could be driving traffic or messaging in tip sheets, hack sheets, or tactics, templates, things that people would engage with or want to have readily accessible resources. We mentioned about being factual. If your platform that you're using for the audience that you're trying to reach is much more professional, like on LinkedIn, your information might come across more educational, I guess is the right word to describe that, Nola. A little less laid back. (laughs) And the final two that we talked about is video versus audio. Mm -hmm. So one piece of advice I think that can also help you identify who you're trying to reach and what types of messaging work best with them is to think about the benefits of your product or service. And if you're not sure what those are, or if you're not clearly delivering that information, consider asking yourself the following questions. How does your product or service make their life better? easier, more interesting? Does your product or service solve a challenge they're facing? Does it address a specific pain point? Can it help them reach their goals? Any and all of those questions will help you recognize individuals or individual groups within your audience pool. So if you don't already have a clear list of benefits, you might want to brainstorm some of those. And not only is that information going to help you when you're writing and creating posts, it's going to help you when you're writing articles, when you're communicating verbally to a prospect, or you're trying to close a deal with somebody who's already interested in making a purchase. I think one other point here is when you identify what the benefit is or how your product and service is going to make their life better, Mm -hmm. it gives you a clearer picture of the demographics because as you mentioned before, the stage and age that somebody is in can look a little bit different. So when you're clear about the benefits and how those apply, it'll help you focus in on who it is that you want to work with. We'll be sharing more social tips and trends for 2023 to help you create a successful business. So be sure to come back. And remember, starting a business comes with its own set of challenges. So take time to determine if the risks as well as the rewards are right for you. Just don't let your analysis become your paralysis. And be sure to stick around to the very end of the podcast for a fun little surprise. If you found the information we've shared here today helpful and want more tips, tools, and inspiration delivered to your inbox, sign up for our news you can use over on our website at stickybrandlab.com. Be sure to come back next Tuesday and every Tuesday for another informative, inspiring, and motivating episode. And remember, action creates results. So tap into your desire to create a business and brand you love by taking 1% action every day. Small steps, big effects. We'll be sharing more social tips and trends for 2023 to help you create a successful... I did that. To help you create sex. Exactly. I keep doing that. Is that a... Never mind. (laughs) I'll keep that joke off the air.